welcome to Mending Creatively. I'm your host, Jen Chacho, and hope that you make yourself at home here. If you have a creative spirit but hold on to old beliefs about having to be born an artist, then I created this space for you. Together we can cheer each other on, take pride in what we create, and heal our self-limiting beliefs. This is your permission slip to take that painting class, write that book, and dust off that sketchbook, even if you weren't born artistically inclined. Let's try new things and mend together creatively. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the second episode of Mending Creatively. I am your host, Jen Chacho. Uh, Thank you guys all for your kind words on episode one that really filled my heart with joy. Um, And again, just thank you for participating in the Facebook group and on Instagram. Um, This is really turning out to be the place that I had dreamt of. And so I'm really excited about it. And it's all because of you guys. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome, um, especially if we're talking about creativity and the myths we're all raised with. Um, That's going to be a big part in what so many of us feel all the time. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what it is, how it affects us, and what we can do about it. So what is it? Imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. And it may not come as a surprise to learn that Imposter syndrome, the idea of imposter syndrome, was first recognized in successful women. Um, It was first mentioned in an article by Pauline R. Clance and Suzanne A. Imes, who wrote The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women, The Dynamics and Therapeutic Intervention. Basically, what Clance and Imes had observed was that scholarly women, even women with multiple degrees, still never felt that they had earned their spots in the sun. This was not only due to the way women are viewed in society, but even within their own homes as children. We get labeled as the smart one, the social one, the funny one, and no matter what we do, we can't shake that title. So basically, if your sister was the smart one, no matter how hard you worked, no matter what accolades you achieved, it doesn't matter because you're not the smart one and you're never viewed as the smart one. That's your sister. And so it's kind of like so many of us are always running against who we actually are like it doesn't matter what we do we can't change the way people view us and so it breeds a lot of discouragement and kind of makes it hard for us to accept or understand even that we do warrant the success and the good things that 
we have earned so that we are just as capable as our sister, our brother, the guy next door. There's nothing limiting us just because other people have put limited limits on us. And so it can start from a very young age and many of us, we don't even know how to graciously accept a compliment or a gift. Uh, my fiance will be the first to tell you that I can't take compliments. I don't accept gifts at all because I don't feel deserving of them. And I think that's another thing that's very common, at least in my generation. I'm a millennial that a lot of us were raised believing that we can't accept um, gifts from others, whether it be a compliment, that we're supposed to be humble. And there's this idea that humility means basically being self-deprecating. And that's not a ca the case. Like, you can graciously accept compliments and gifts and not come off as like a... a uh, egotistical bastard basically um, I've always been afraid that if I accept a compliment like it's rude or that I look like um, I'm just expecting it and so I've never really learned in my life how to get beyond that and I'm trying to work on it as well but there's so much in that that has caused us to be kind of self-degrading by nature and that extends into the imposter syndrome and it's just all these different beliefs that we have in our lives um, that may not even seem related kind of cause us to not be able to view ourselves as capable human beings so how does it play into creativity basically art is an extension of ourselves and whatever we make, we create, they're part of us. So it's a vulnerability that we are putting out there. And so, it, you know, I've called my candles my children, um, you know, jokingly, but it's kind of a certain pride that I've taken in them. And so these are things that are part of us. They're not just you know, things we do for fun, which they are. Some of us make businesses out of them, but it's more than that. It's we're putting our heart and soul. A lot of us, when they say, you know, you're putting in blood, sweat, and tears into something, it's almost literal. Like you're putting so much of your own energy and it's scary. And so it's something that we tend to be very protective of and we don't accept criticism of it of course but we don't accept the compliments of it as well because again I think it all goes back to that kind of feeling of maybe being arrogant like I used to paint and I would love to paint like abstractly when I listen to music just kind of randomly draw along with the sounds or whatever it would help me picture and eventually I would I had gotten too much in my head about it that I didn't think it was good enough and so I would eventually throw 
it away. Um, this has been kind of, and I, you know, I hesitate when I say this because I'm being real vulnerable with y'all right now. Um, kind of this weird self-destructive cycle I have that I make something and then I decide it's not good enough and I throw it away. And I not only throw maybe the painting itself away, but my supplies along with it. And that actually did happen to me in my candle making. At one point, I was so like upset that I wasn't getting anywhere with it that I figured I was wasting my time, I was wasting my money, and I just threw it all away. And um, that was at least like a thousand dollars worth of supplies that I had just thrown in the trash, but I didn't care because I didn't want to see it and I couldn't stand it and just looking at it made me feel so inadequate and it just kind of kept going and then I just kind of sunk. Um, I sunk into a very deep depression where I couldn't work um, for a couple of months. My doctor put me off. I couldn't really do much of anything at all. I was really in a bad state and so I finally went and got help and after a couple months I was able to start little by little become myself a little bit again and so I started making my wax melts again and that just became such a huge part of my life and like I said it's my biggest pride and joy. They are my children. They are such an important part to me. And I had a therapist one time who told me that some people are just born creators. They need to create to be happy. And when I started to believe that I couldn't create anymore, that I somehow wasn't worthy enough to, to make things to create, then that's when I lost my light. And it's just a cyclical thing that happens, that it's so ingrained in, in us what we can't be, that we have to make the conscious decision, decision to remove ourselves from that. It's never going to change until you finally say it's enough. You have to take charge and you have to start accepting those compliments and you have to start sharing what you make and that's kind of why we're all here and why I started this is to break us all out of it me included and you know even doing this podcast even just starting the Instagram when I did I was so anxious about it and I fought with myself for days on both parts like days and weeks even that I thought who am I to do this? Who am I to make this space for people to create? Like, who's going to care? Who's going to listen to this podcast? What does it mean to anyone? And the only thing that pushed me through to actually go through and do it was the whole purpose of it. That the whole point is trying to break through that kind of thinking even even though it sucks even though it's been really really hard 
and I'm still struggling with it, I'm glad I'm doing it. And I want you guys to push through that destructive thought process as well, because the world needs to see what you make. They need to see your work. They need to hear your music. They need to listen to your voice and read what you write because nobody thinks like you do. Nobody creates like you do. You are unique and you are deserving of success. And so what are some things that we can do to try to pull ourselves out of that? Um, probably my favorite is keeping a journal of your accomplishments. Keep a journal, write them on sticky notes and place them on your mirror, cross stitch it, hanging it on the wall. You need to remind yourself of the things you have accomplished. And most of them are going to be things that you one time thought were you were incapable of. Like I know for me, driving was something that I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, I didn't get my license until I was 18 and I failed my test three times. It took me a long, long time to get that driver's license, but it just seemed something so beyond me that I wasn't capable of, but I did it. You know, things like living on your own cooking. There's so many things that like are second nature now but we once saw them as daunting. And that can be whatever it is that you're stalling on right now. Like if you are so intimidated by something that you won't even try it, you gotta start sometime. Just start. And I promise you, it's not gonna be good. You're not gonna be immediately like a superstar. But you practice and you get better and that's how you improve that's how every single person improves it's because they don't let that idea of not being worthy or not being good enough stop them and you gotta try another thing that we can do is set realistic goals and one of my favorite ways to do that is through SMART goals. I use SMART goals um, at work. We actually have weekly meetings with their supervisors where we talk about our SMART goals and how we can improve the way that we work. It's worked for me in planning my business. And I know my friend Gemma, for one, really loves them. And I've done some coaching under her. And when it came to changing my mindset and building business and things around that nature, the SMART goals have really helped me. And if you don't know what they are, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Time Bound. So basically you're making a crystal clear idea of what it is that you're trying to see, to trying to do, achieve really that when you can actually see a clear image of your head, so specific of what you wanna do, how you're gonna do that, when you're going to do it by, you're so much more likely to actually do the damn thing. 
and it's going to make it easier that you can measure make it in small measurable steps and don't forget to celebrate every win like every accomplishment you make it doesn't matter how small it is it's worth celebrating and it's a positive response that we need to do to to teach ourselves to learn how to move forward and I can truly go on and on about this topic because it's something that has affected me so much in my life and I know it's affected so many others in their lives as well and at its core is what my whole purpose with mending creatively is is to help people get beyond that and so thank you for listening i want you to remember that you are capable you are worthy and you are loved make sure to join us over on instagram at mending creatively we also do have a Facebook group. You can search Mending Creatively. We're all in there talking and sharing our projects. Um, this coming Sunday, we're actually going to be having a live crafting hour, a virtual live crafting hour. So we can all sit and talk and make whatever crafts we're working on. Um, I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a good time and I would love if you would join us. All right. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to Mending Creatively. Don't forget to follow us over on Instagram at Mending Creatively where we can share our projects and support one another. See you next time.